Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. Hello and welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for you all. This week I caught up with the girl behind the Facebook group Simple Swaps with Charlotte. Charlotte Lowe is like a font of knowledge and is super eco-conscious so I felt as though I came away from this podcast with a whole lot of new learnings. We chatted about everything from her bedroom activism to the scary amount of products that plastic are included in that you would never know, to the simple things that we humans can do to be kinder to our planet. So without further ado, over to Charlotte. So hello Charlotte. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the GGC podcast. No, you're welcome. And for chatting to us all about Charlotte's Universe. Yay! Yay! (laughs) So tell us about you and then tell us about what you're doing. Okay. So I'm Charlotte and for one of my brands I go by Charlotte Kensington Portraits because I am a portrait photographer that specialises in uh, kind of like a full glam makeover experience. Sort of like celebrity, Hollywood, Vanity Fair moment. Do you I know love what I mean? that. Yeah, when did you start that? Because that seems quite, that seems like a unique concept. Yeah, um, well it's inspired by my mentor who's over in LA at the moment, Sue Bryce, and it was, I think I started about five years ago now wait no it might be nearly six i don't know i lose track i know so um i started a little while ago and that was really good fun and i kind of just have developed on from there so now i do things like personal branding and headshots and just solely focus on portraiture because I realised that the wedding industry didn't need another photographer and okay. I don't really enjoy it anyway. So <laughs> also, That's good though that you've taken the decision to focus on something you enjoy rather right. than... Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's good fun. And then recently I started Simple Swaps with Charlotte, which is a Facebook group that um, is just mostly focused around being a bit more eco-conscious and a bit more sustainable and things like that, which is great fun. It's brilliant. I mean, because I'm in the Facebook group and feel like I'm learning so much <laughs> every day. Like, even the simple things like the um, crisp packets. So tell us about yes. what you said about that. Okay, so obviously we've just had Halloween and, um, like, the, you get loads of pumpkin seeds with that and lots of guts and things. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, obviously we all carve a pumpkin and there's leftover guck mm-hmm. i will call it i know that other people would probably pop it in a pie and things like that but i figured that we could bake the seeds out of there um and things like that and you can turn those into crisps because i don't know like the whole premise of simple swaps is to take something that we buy every day that has a lot of packaging involved or a lot of waste or it uses a lot of energy yeah and instead buy something else or create something else and things like that and initially it was that i saw a post about a crisp packet that somebody had found that was from like 30 years ago and it had not broken down at all and they knew it was that old because it was like the branding around yeah. it i think it was a company that doesn't even exist anymore so it was just like whoa that is old and that's older than me and i just like 
holy moly and it's not even broken down at no all. and i just think you know with how many people are there on the planet now over seven billion each person buying crisps like every day that is so much plastic going god knows where because we actually yeah. don't see where the waste goes we have a kind of a vision of like this just nice big heap mm-hmm. but and we think yeah it's going to mulch down and break down but it isn't it's going somewhere and i just hate to think where i know and so when i saw this crisp packet i was just like right what else can we do because everyone loves crisps like you just want to have a snack it's not yeah Yeah. people probably have them daily it's definitely a daily snack definitely i mean you're just watching a bit of netflix you want some crunch yeah i'm just (laughs) like what else can what else can we do that's like beneficial for the planet and also actually the other benefit is that it's quite healthy so back to this pumpkin thing Mm -hmm. um so that's where i was thinking you can bake pumpkin seeds another one is baking chickpeas as well in fact i kind of favor those more lovely yeah like have you ever had a baked chickpea no i need to try this though yeah so what do you do you put any like kind of spices or anything over them how do what do or do you just have them as they are well so what i do is I buy a regular can of chickpeas and water, not salted water, just plain, and I drain it. I save that gucky water because it's always a bit thick and gloopy just where it's been sat and, you know, like fats have been released and things like that. I save that water because that can act as like a replacement for eggs and things like that. So if you're doing a healthy lifestyle or a vegan lifestyle, that can act as like egg white and so you can make mayonnaise with it and Seriously? stuff like yeah yeah no i know there's so many posts i've got to do in this group that i'm just like oh so look out for that post okay, coming soon. yes yes but so you put that to the side and then you've got your nice chickpeas so you wash those and get all that crap off mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then you peel the chickpeas um so that you get the skins off because when you bake those they kind of go a bit like they're not nice okay so we just get rid of those we compost those of course compost them we pop them in the garden or we put it in our food waste yeah just you know always like conscious and thinking of where we're putting things um and so yeah then you i think you drizzle it with a tablespoon of olive oil and i normally go for like a bit of salt chili flakes and fennel seeds nice and you whack that in the oven for about 30 minutes at 180 degrees c and they just come out all these like gorgeous, crispy brown, yummy, yum, yumminess. But I had a friend who said soak it in vinegar and then do salt, and then that salt and vinegar ones as well. So like, there's a million cool. recipe variations. And much better for you, better oh, for so the environment. Yes, exactly. I like it. So it's all about this. That's why I developed this group because they are just easy swaps like that to do. I mean, you the think the longest thing with baking chickpeas is deshelling them and getting the skin off. Yeah. But you can do that while you're watching TV or yeah. you know on the phone. Like I multitask a lot, so yes. it's not really a huge inconvenience. And then you just know as well that you're not having these fatty fried things, mm-hmm. and they're just so yummy. Seriously, they're Moorish. Like, or you just want more. <laughs> okay, right, okay. Yeah. I'm going to definitely try yeah. that because I do love chickpeas as well. And I know. Yeah. You nice. definitely do. I feel as though certainly this year maybe it's because of your facebook group mm-hmm. that i'm becoming more aware or sometimes i'm a wee bit blinkered for things yeah. but i think this year in particular the plastic thing the the more the awareness in humans is just blown up mm-hmm. like i don't know I, I think there was something i don't know was there something on netflix david attenborough i think did something about plastic in the sea and his yes. blue planet yeah and it just seems to be that now obviously 
straws are no longer plastic. Yeah. There's like small steps that people are now really making to try and lower. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually down in London at the weekend there. I remember the, they had the Christmas Lodge Aww. up in Southbank, the Christmas market. so early though. It was oh so God. early, but I was like, yes. Yeah, like, I know, we're ready for like, it. I know, I just <laughs> wish that I had like my Santa hat on. I was so like, love every second of Christmas. <laughs> but um, we were in the recorder like cider bar mm-hmm. and the, gla- the cups that they had you would never know, like you would have literally never known, like so much so um, that Lee was actually like, "How is that not plastic though?" But it says like it's made of some kind of plant com- composition or something. Oh, nice! And it was basic, and it it was it completely like, biodegradable. Completely then. biodegradable. Yeah. So oh. so it can be done. Yes. No, it can. I mean, I think of. I mean, there's a great movement at the moment trying to get reusable cups reusable bottles you know you bring back to the old school lunchbox days basically yeah. you bring the utensils you need yeah wash them reuse them that mm-hmm. kind of thing but also i've seen other cafes particularly working with biodegradable materials for those people that are caught off guard forgot their reusable cup but yeah. it's okay because this cup is biodegradable to the point where even that plastic lid that sits on top is completely like it can break down um, and it's amazing because actually this has been a very slow burn concept. I can remember when I was 10 and I went to the Eden Project. Okay. And they had a talk on about sustainability then. And at, you know, at the time it was a bit like, oh yeah, hippy dippies, here we go. Like, <laughs> go on then, <laughs> show, us, show us everything. And, but it's funny actually growing up in the 90s, there was this huge push for being more sustainable and things like that. But as soon as I think the early 2000s hit, People just forgot, forgot because it became about glitter, sparkles, back to consumerism and things like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when when I went to the Eden Project, this guy was on about using cork cutlery and um, like takeaway containers and things like that. So he was already way ahead mm-hmm. and he was saying about how cork is a fast growing plant. It doesn't take a whole lot of resources to grow. Um space per like what you get out of it like the space investment into return is very good like you can grow quite a lot in a Mm -hmm. small area um and then breaking it down and making it into things is also very easy to do and then of course because it's from a plant again it is biodegradable yeah it can break down into mulch and actually disappear and then obviously enrich the soil and help grow other things so it's a beautiful cycle but he was saying at the time, and this has got to be 15 years ago now, that it's really frustrating because nobody is listening. Mm-hmm. So he was doing these workshops in the Eden Project just to try to educate the the few hundred that come in mm-hmm. and hope that it sticks with them. And they pass it on. Yeah, but it's only just now starting to come into fruition. But of course, even be- before 15 years ago, like I, my parents have been saying, like yeah, they've been drilling that into us from kids and okay. childhood it's like this this movement has been going for decades but it's so slow because there's so many different countries to think about different methods governments obviously change regularly so it's very hard to get a policy to stick yeah like just constant change and so it had to be this thing in the background that was on people's minds and Mm -hmm. i think it's exciting now because it's coming to the forefront yeah like so you feel it as well it's definitely really yes but I think where there was a gap, which is why I created the group, was we were watching these David Attenborough documentaries mm-hmm. going, bloody hell, that's awful. Yep. We feel very inspired in that moment and we're thinking, 
yeah, gonna have to change my life. <laughs> gonna yes. have to like yeah, no more plastic uh-huh. for me. Yeah, be more aware. But then you know, life gets back in the way. Yeah, we move on, we forget, and then we just kind of go about our days. And and it's not until like the next asking for a documentary the next year that we're like, oh shit, yeah, no, I'm gonna do something. I know. And so, I I I fell to that that whole thing as well, and that. I would do exactly that pattern and I would keep going, yep, need to do something, need to do, oh, no, no, it's okay. And then just constantly being reminded until I just thought, you know what, screw it, just going to do something about it. And I call it a bit of bedroom activism because it's an online forum now where people can, like, make such big change and big difference that we don't have to meet up regularly in person and things like that. We can all just share our knowledge in Facebook on this group yep and it's done in such a way that's convenient as well yep because that's that's how i wanted it developed the reason it's called simple swaps is that i didn't want it to infringe in people's lifestyles i didn't want it to be really tricky and i didn't want this group to be for the people who are already eco-conscious and yep. are very aware yeah i wanted this to be for the grumpy like susans and derek's who like just love their consumerism and things like that and that it's for the people who you're like i would never invite them to a group like this because they're just not going to get it but yes. it's like no that's the that's, that's why the, that's, that's exact people that yeah. need to, to see like uh-huh they, and people that are curious but don't know how they can make a change that's it like yeah. it's great because and there's people in it from all over the world yeah which is the which is the beauty of that type of message because you're going to get into and and having people from all over the world in a community like that you're going to get so many more ideas. You're yeah. going to find out how people in different cultures are maybe, you know, helping doing their bit towards the planet. It is obviously so key. Yes. Now, so you've always been very eco-conscious? Yeah, I would say I grew up quite aware, only because, I don't know, I think it was just from childhood. I had I had some hippy-dippy kind of parents, I'm not going to lie. Like Brilliant. They were, they were um, very aware. Like, my dad grew up vegetarian. Well, he... He was vegetarian when I was growing up and things like that. And just the attitudes and mentality was always like, turn off your electrics, things yeah. like that. I mean, another story, I can remember going to, I think it was Marwell Zoo down south. And they did a workshop on how you should really, like, physically get up off the sofa and turn your TV completely off. Mm-hmm. And that, that red button is evil in that it just it's taking just nearly just as much energy to have it on standby than it is to show you the tv and the tv channels and things like that and so turning it off at the plug was a lot more beneficial now i don't know if that's still relevant today because obviously technology has since improved yeah but as a concept as well the great trade for doing that action is not only you are not using as much electricity, but you're also not paying for the electricity. Well, that's it. Yeah. I know, and it's the same with leaving your charger in, isn't it? And yeah. leaving it on if you're not switching it off. Yeah. Even though it's not charging, it's still... Like, it's going down that cable, it's still being used and things like that, yeah. I know, it is, it's definitely... And now that you've got um, smart meters are coming out as well, yeah. you can be even more conscious of you know, things of, like, leaving your charger, like, you might not be in the house all day, but say you've done all those things, your TV's on standby, you've left your charger on the wall, and then you come back and you're like, why is that going up? Yeah. And then you wonder why, and then you're like, well, actually, if you look about your house... Yes, that you, is such a good you point. You get stuff on. Of course. I know, no, that's good, it's so good. I think a good experiment would be, within your household, is for one day, like, turn it all off. Yeah. Turn off everything you know you don't need. Obviously, keep the fridge on, for example. Yeah, of course. That's like the one thing. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> but um, other than that, like keep it all off and then take a note of the number that you start off with mm-hmm. and then come back at the end of the day, see if it's changed. Yeah. Um, obviously it will with a fridge, but not by much. And then do another day where you take a note of the number at the beginning, but leave everything on like you always have done. Yeah. And then see the amount of difference. And then if you're really savvy, you could work out just how much that's costing you too. Yes. Uh-huh. Because Smart meters uh, make it really easy to yeah. do that. Yeah. So. Well, I know, but I think a lot of people aren't over onto smart meters just yet just anyway. Yet. Yeah. So like even just taking a manual note of yeah. things and just doing a comparison, you could even do a longer experiment and compare a month that you've had in the past where you've lived your normal life yes. and then for a month you turn off everything and yeah. make sure and then see the difference there because then you would see the big cost yeah the, the actual well. financial saving I know because I think my smart meter is we've got it like obviously budgeted so I think three pounds but it tells you so it goes up like that and then when it reaches three pounds that's it red yeah so any more than that like we've not budgeted for in our yearly um, expenditure but it is interesting because see when you don't have your heating on mm-hmm. and you don't like you don't have much electricity on like in the summer we were pretty much I think we we're at like ninety five p or something or something so nice. low yeah. and then now that you've got your heat heating on what or it? it's know. right up at three you're like, yeah damn it <laughs> get the heating off put your jumper on <laughs> well this is it another thing is just to dress up more like wear yeah. more clothes <laughs> no. get out your blankets hot water bottle I know uh, yeah I mean. I think a lot of the things as well that we're going to visit is old school. It, yes. Like a lot of the content I'm going to be sharing is not revolutionary. Now, don't get me wrong, there is some revolutionary technology out there that I also want to big up because yes. wow. Okay. But also, it's just like what our great grandmas used to do, like some real basic stuff back in the day, you know. So before, what, for example, what? Um, Oh shoot, you've put me And I put you right in this spot. Well, I tell you what, something we're already doing, that's just gone back to using reusable bags. Yeah. And like, that's really funny because now that's like a, oh yes, I've got to get my reusable bag. But you talk, if you could and talk to your like great grandparents, they'd be like, yeah, what do you think we use? Yeah, I know. Like they had their <laughs> wee shoppers out. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. But the trouble is back then as well, is that when the 50s came around, oil was huge. Mm-hmm. And so there was this big boom in plastics Mm -hmm. because it was like and actually they had it with sustainability in mind because they were like plastic will never break down so therefore you only need to buy once Mm -hmm. um, and you can just save it for the rest of your life and use it but since then because oil is huge oil was pushing the market to keep creating plastic things making it cheaper for other companies to swap out their nice packaging to all this plastic Mm -hmm. stuff and so now what we're doing is trying to be like trying to reverse that because oil is no longer this big powerful yeah. thing they're actually having to innovate now too because otherwise they're going to be left behind mm-hmm. you know we're running out of oil to use for example yeah and so now a lot of solar energy wind energy all of that's yeah. coming back into play and we're literally going back back in time before that boom of oil and plastic ever happened mm-hmm. um it's really funny when you look at the history in the last hundred years how much change there has been and how we kind of did this peak and then we come back down as we reverse it back and we've learnt our lesson basically yeah and obviously recently we had that kind of doomsday article come out did you see that at all where was it was it published online (laughs) yeah like everywhere on the news i feel as if i've missed it because i literally took myself off all news 
every single news and that's something that I should be looking at but I literally it got to the point where I was getting so like depressed depressed honestly I completely agree and it's really funny little caveat information about me is (laughs) I also avoid the news like the plague I can't stand it because it's all fear-mongering and yeah they say what they want it's not news as well because it's never balanced you're given all the miserable facts and never like and Joseph down the road did something really wonderful for his community you're never going to see that reported so it's just like wow imagine they did like they should have if they're going to have a news like that they should have the happy news yeah and it should be all happy stories and people that watch that will be so much more happier and productive. I mean, another caveat. <laughs> I'm all oh, about the tangents. I love these. I love these. <laughs> um, is that I, I like to watch my news from a YouTuber called Philly D. Have you ever heard of him? No. He's kind of great because he'll do the news in bite-sized chunks and he'll grab from sources all around the world, not just... Like, he's an American YouTuber, so he will have a lot of American news because it's relevant to his country. Of course. But um, he'll report on the UK and across um, different countries and the latest things. But the, when, he, when like, say there's a mass shooting, he will not put up the face or the name of the guy who did it because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want him to be, like, Mm-mm. put on this pedestal. Because Mm-mm. even though we're all going, oh, gosh, what a bad guy... It's still like, and he's famous, and he yeah. gets all this, like, yep. he gets his 15 minutes, which he definitely doesn't deserve. No, no, no. And so, like, when he reports, it's really nice, because he'll do it in such a way that it's just taking away the power of those bad things. I and mean, he'll actually, he'll report good things, too, so it's like a real nice balance way oh, of getting it. Wa- maybe I'll watch that then, rather yes. than... so that's Philly D or Philip DeFranco. Um, okay. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. So this doomsday thing, then, so what yes. was that? Um, I'm just trying to remember, but essentially it was a report to say that we have so many years to change our behaviours or we're effed. And I think it was like a really short time span. I wish I could remember. I feel like it was 10 years or something or maybe less. Um, But either way, we have to reduce our carbon dioxide contributions by so much to stop the planet from warming between like... I think it's a tiny amount of temperature um, and if it goes over that then that's when like the day after tomorrow films and all these big Hollywood blockbusters become a reality oh my god yeah it was freaky now obviously with these articles there's always like a little pinch of salt that you've got to take because they'll be releasing it with a shock factor to get motivated but mm-hmm. there is a lot of truth in it too mm-hmm. and um it was funny because I actually created the group around the time that that article came out. Okay. And I was just like, that was just coincidence. That was me. But, but that was quite affirming to me because when I read it, I was like, shit, yeah, we need to do something. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I created this group. Yeah. And I basically added every single person I know because <laughs> I was like, that's the other thing about this group is that I want members to add their entire friends list. Okay, there I'm sh- going to do that. Thank you. There yeah. shouldn't be a single person that's left out because every human is contributing to like growth and usage and mm-hmm. things like that like yeah. we're all living on it yeah. <laughs> so we all need to treat it with respect yeah and um yeah so slowly we'll start releasing more knowledge and things like that and with the group i mean i've got some quite exciting plans up my sleeve oh, yeah. and that i try to do a weekly live um just yeah, good to bye kind of summarize what we've learned or the latest tips or even something that I'm then going to publish so that everyone should you know keep an eye yeah 
But then I was thinking, how else can I make this more dynamic and more interesting? And I want to start to interview professionals within the sustainability industries. Brilliant. Yeah, so people who, and I'll try to do like a little call out soon for people who are maybe like in, maybe they don't work for a sustainable company, but their company is now looking into trying to be more sustainable. So yeah. perhaps they're in the packaging sector and they've just found all of this knowledge out or perhaps they're just a small time business and they've done something active to like contribute to goodness basically yeah, like that I would be love, so interesting. yeah that's it I want to interview those people I mean um you know Jen Wilson yeah she, love Jen. yeah she's got an allotment so I kind of want to interview her about that and yeah. growing your own veggies and things like that yeah. because if we can take time to do a bit of gardening and grow our own food then that's less travel for the food to get to our door that's less like energy water used to grow said food also it could be organic because you're growing it and you control what pesticides go on your food and yeah, things like that absolutely so better for you yeah i mean there's so many so many topics another friend of mine she works within um the fashion industry and she used to develop uniforms for uh, people like Virgin and things like that okay. and um, she's now on this active movement to create sustainable clothing or at least a um, a system in place that means that we're aware of how much energy has gone into producing that item so that we can make a more informed decision. And, uh, yeah, someone was telling me, I think it was um, Rona McMillan was talking to her the other day and she watched a, a programme and it said that cotton was one of the worst industries for um, being damaging to the environment because yeah. of all that goes into the, the production of it. Yeah, yeah, because there was a documentary on the BBC recently about that, which I've yet to see, but um, I know that it is bad. And actually that's something that's quite personal to me because I'm vegan Yes. and one of the biggest arguments for going vegan is that it, um, it's, it's a great way to reduce your impact on the environment. Okay. Because the farming industries just take so much energy to rear those animals. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not even talking on the ethical point or the moral point mm -hmm. here, just the usage and the impact it has on the planet because um, in order to rear an animal, you've got to have land to grow the food. Mm -hmm. You've then got to have the water and energy to um, sustain the land that they're then growing yeah. on. Um, and then when it turns into the end product as well, to get like, versus a pile of lentils to a steak, um, I, I wish I could remember the actual grams of lentils, but I can remember thinking that's far more food, in plant food that yes. would feed us across more days than this one steak. And looking at the usage of the water that it took to get that steak on our plate versus like lentils that could, st oh, obviously lentils aren't super exciting, but the point is, yeah, the point is meat versus yeah, plants. Yes. To, to look at the energy comparison, there was like no comparison basically. The lentils won by miles. Oh, of course. Yeah. And so on a sustainability point of view, going vegan or just vegan for a day, vegan for a week, whatever, just cutting down your animal consumption is a really good idea but where cotton comes into it is of course we don't then use wool because that's mm -hmm. an animal product yeah and so a lot of our clothing tends to be cotton based mm -hmm. and then it's like ah oh, so now what's more sustainable mm -hmm. is it buying that woolly jumper or that cotton jumper yeah 
But then another argument could be said, and this is why I'm going to be learning with every member in this group because okay. I'm also doing a lot of research. Yeah. Because a lot another argument could be said that rearing sheep again is not that sustainable because yep. to have enough wool for the planet we've got to have a hell of a lot of a lot sheep, sheep. yeah and so again that's crops to grow land mm-hmm. to use water to grow those crops to then feed the animals to then use the water to process the wool and make the clothes yep. or the carpet you know whatever it is and it's just like i don't know which one wins yeah i know i know but then that will be really interesting yeah. if you're doing the research as well, well this is it this is why i want to get like some really smart folk involved yet, to tell us like this is the better option than this one yes because the other thing is all of these these studies have a bias towards something mm-hmm. like you'll see who funds the documentary mm-hmm. or who funds the article yeah and it's like when we're in school and we're taught about biased science experiments and yeah. things like that and that you should always seek like a neutral company to do an experiment yes. because they don't favor one or the other mm-hmm. but a lot of things that are anti-vegan are actually supported by a farming industry of some kind because of course there's money in it for them they don't want you guys to stop buying the product yeah. so they're gonna try to educate you and i'm doing that in air quotes <laughs> yeah into influencing you to buy these things again and so but that could be also said for the studies that favor veganism anyway so it's just about trying to dig through all the bs yes and get to the facts yeah and so i think over the next year we're going to see some really interesting things come up in the group because yeah. we're going to really drive this to be really impactful really exciting and just filled with knowledge yeah so, that is exciting yeah. and it's getting people if we've, if we've got 10 years we need to get in that group and <laughs> literally start learning yeah so if you had like some top tips then to be more environmentally friendly or eco-conscious in your daily life yeah what would you say people could do start doing now like obviously like, the, the making the chickpeas like making your own crisps yeah brilliant Okay, so some of them, I mean, we're going to take it back to the basics here. A lot of people know this already, mm-hmm. but we just don't like to think about it. Okay. And that would be walk more. Stop using your car so much. Yes. Obvious one, but we all kind of just hop in the car, go around to the corner shop because it's windy or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that was what was wonderful about moving to Glasgow is I realized that if you don't go out on a rainy day, you don't go out. And so yeah. <laughs> I got over being like, rained on and things like that pretty quickly yeah and so now i walk a lot more and i don't use the car as much and again there's a financial benefit there because you're not using as much petrol yeah as well as just the sustainability point of view yeah um other things that are super easy to change is your purchasing habits yeah so for example i used to use disposable razors a lot just you know to shave my legs and things but that actually i just didn't really acknowledge for ages that that's a giant piece of plastic that's going in the bin every time yep and i'm just like what that's dumb so there's things like uh the brand bulldog that is sold in tesco's and boots and things they've got a really nice um i think it's a steel razor or something i can't remember but it's metal okay and they swap out the metal heads and so that's completely recyclable cool because that's the other thing about the other fancy razors is that even though you might have a good um, base and you just swap out the head, a lot of the time that blade is then coated around loads of plastic anyway, so that's still plastic we're mm-hmm. throwing away. 
all those things that you can buy on Amazon, like safety razors, which were the old 50s razors okay. that you would... Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Like yeah, like you would screw in the blade and then use it. But they're, <laughs> they're a bit scary because they're a lot sharper. Yeah, so, yeah, and also more like danger razors, really. Like, yeah. you can imagine the damage. <laughs> yeah, so like, be careful yes. and practice. Disclaimer. Yeah, yes. but that's another way because when you're done with the blade, you whack it in your washed out tin of beans, you then clamp that shut and that can just go straight into your recycling bag. Okay. So it's super easy. Okay. Um, another one, let's see. You said about the tea, which I think we were talking yes. before we started. That was very interesting. Yeah, so just swapping things out, like from instead of using tea bags, go back to the old fashioned teapot and loose tea because tea bags have plastic in them. Who knew? I know, it's mad. And I mean, <laughs> it was really funny because you think, Oh, that's fine. It's what a little fibery bag. You just whack it in your veg, like mm-hmm. your food recycling afterwards, your yeah. food waste. But it doesn't actually break down quick enough because it's got plastic fibers in it. And then, of course, then you think on a health level, like you're putting plastic into boiling water and then drinking it. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> I just feel like how did like how is this? How have I only just learned this from you today? No, I know it's it's mad, but I had a moment like that the other day at, an, uh, at a workshop, and it was Jane Wilson that I was talking to. Yeah, and uh, she's getting a few plugs in this. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jane. Um, so I remember mean, talking, and this is crazy how I didn't know this. We were talking about tampons. Yes. So I didn't know that a tampons were dyed, bleached. Yep. I didn't know that they have some. Because why would they not? Because they're they're molded into this shape, but they've obviously got a coating. To keep them like that. Yes. And then I, she's telling us, and I was like, what? Yeah. What, what, how? Like, no, how no. Not, like, she's like, yeah, that's why people are using cups and stuff because it's literally, yeah. You're putting something inside you which has got harmful chemicals. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> it's so damn because then we're absorbing all of that and into our bodies. Yeah. But the same is with towels, like all the various period things, like all involve plastic. And you're not supposed to flush them because they don't break down. Yep. Which is a big sign of how they're not biodegradable yeah. and they're just collecting. Like there was that report, I think it was in London or something, where they actually had to put out a compa- campaign to say, please stop flushing your tampons because it's clogging the cisterns. And also they don't want to keep clearing that oh, up. Oh, no, of course They've got a horrible don't. job anyway. Like let's not make it worse. No, let's not make it worse. Um, and then of course, if you're throwing it in the bin, then it's just going to waste. Yeah, you, but how? But I feel as so, though, but maybe I'm just missing it. Hmm. This education. I think people, yeah. Well, there aren't enough moments in school or just about life where we are told these things. I mean, my mum told me to flush my tampons mm-hmm. like always. So did my but, mum, to be fair, actually. But that's because she was like, we don't have one of those fancy restaurant waste disposal units. Don't put it in the bin. Like, that's gross. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's just what you were told. And therefore you go with it. Right? You just do it. Yeah. Until I was told, no, you can't flush them. And I was like, oh shit, I've been doing that for years. I hope I haven't like ruined a lot of piping and things like that. And then, and then you're very, very aware when you go to throw them away, just how much you're throwing away. And obviously yep. each time you're using a little plastic bag for hygiene, yep. all of this plastic, oh my goodness. So cups are the more sustainable thing because you just wash them out and reuse them and stuff like that. Like there's so many, just so many little life hacks where you are just trading one thing for the other. So your, your lifestyle 
isn't affected in any way. Yeah. You still get what you want. Yeah. But the bonus is, is that you're not affecting the environment so much. You're probably saving your pennies in some areas. And then also there's a stupid health benefit and a moral benefit too, yeah. like to all of these different swaps. So like it's a win, 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 it's win, win, win. It's just <laughs> How can people find the Facebook group? How can people find your business channels? So um, the best thing to do is go on Facebook and search for Simple Swaps with Charlotte. Uh, the reason I called it with Charlotte is because we've got some amazing fa Facebook groups out there, UK based anyway on sustainability, like Zero Waste UK or Zero Waste Vegans, things yep. like that but they didn't have a person behind it and mm -hmm. it's a bit ominous when you're trying to post something and you don't know if you're within the group guidelines and the rules yes. and things like that. There's no one to hold accountable to the group and yep. its nature. So I actually put myself within it because I want to be a steering force to making big impact and not just letting it be a discussion forum, although I really would love that, yep. but actually keep making sure that there is a lot of lessons to be learned, a lot of interesting discussion points coming up and just to really make it a proper movement that's yes. not not just zero waste but also just general sustainability as a whole. So that's simple swaps with Charlotte. Oh, yes. My my portrait side is just Charlotte Kensington portraits. So that's charlottekensington.com or just whack in Charlotte Kensington portraits in Brilliant. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You know, the, the usual... The usual channels. Yep, absolutely. So maybe at some point Simple Swaps will come off of Facebook because I don't like it being dependent on Mark Zuckerberg kind of being a nice guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and letting us keep it. Maybe eventually it will move off of there. But for now, that's the best place to find okay. it. I, I mean, otherwise... You could always find it through going to my business stuff anyway, and then I could just send you an email wherever it is. Because yes. you don't know if somebody's going to listen to this podcast in years' time and it's moved on or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, well, just I, can always, I can always update the bio. <laughs> yeah, update so the bio true. with info. So true. So um, and I will post below with links to everything as well, thank so people you. can find you. Yeah. So that's that's the. That's it in a nutshell. I mean, hopefully in the next year, I kind of want to create a book and whether that's just going to be a Kindle version because it seems ironic to use a tree to print it. <laughs> so like, it's probably going to be a digital version oh, yeah. filled with re like all the best lifestyle hacks and things like that. Maybe do it seasonally so that we know like as Christmas comes up, there's a whole chapter on Christmas oh, and being a bit that more sounds really good. and things like that. Yeah, so the whole premise is that it's not forceful, it's not going to be pushy, it's just going to be educational, fun, yeah. light-hearted, and just really bloody easy as yeah. well, so that no one has a sodding excuse anymore, Yeah. because that's that's why I want to really tackle those grumpy people, because they're just like, oh, it's really inconvenient, it's like, nope, sorry mate, it's not, you yeah, have to do it now, yeah, do it now. <laughs> it's exactly. too easy, I've just you know? ruined it for you. <laughs> No, but that's good. That's yeah. good. And we'll obviously support you all the way because it's that's such amazing. a fantastic thing to give people the knowledge that they need to know to help this place Thank that we live. You. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. I mean, if anyone listening to this is a graphics designer, a copywriter, basically anything that could be useful to helping promote this knowledge, yep. please get in touch because... I'm just one person and I get busy or I'm just not good at everything yet. I mean, I try, but I'm only one human. No, but that's so. the thing. We talked about that. You need to learn yeah. what to outsource, don't you? Well, so, this is it. So just time. anyone who's keen or anyone who's got a business that has that little bit of sustainability within it, I mean, I'd love to share your story too within the group. It's 
the whole idea is that it's not restrictive and that we really will make this a very amazing movement and a gorgeous community of people. Brilliant. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank Cheers. you so much for coming on the podcast and chatting to us about no, it. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. Not at all. It's been fun. We shall see you very soon. <laughs> Cheers. Bye.